Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Welcome to The Elder Wand, a Harry Potter podcast. I'm Matt. And I am Ezra, a.k.a. Professor Kirk. Welcome to our Harry Potter book club. Today, we are covering The Sorcerer's Stone, Part 1, Chapters 1 through 3. But before we do all of that, welcome, friends. Get your wands ready. I don't care if you're rolling with dragon heartstring, unicorn hair, phoenix feather, uh, knees, nasal whiskers, wands at the ready, baby. Matt, how's it going? It's great, as uh, you know. Here we go, about to embark on another journey, friends. Welcome, you know it feels great talking Harry Potter. Okay, so I'm sure a lot of you guys know if you're listening here for the first time. As and I also do a handful of other podcasts. We do Game of Thrones, we do Star Wars, uh, Wheel of Time. But now the time has come for us to dive into the wizarding world <laughs> man i i am so pumped because i remember being on the beach when matt was finishing the final book and reading through the books remember on cannon beach i remember reading these in school i remember listening to the audiobook more than seven times like the whole way like like i loved these books they're they're a nice easy read they take you to a peaceful kind of like just a nice feel going to school and you get to go in cast some spells make some friends hopefully the hufflepuffs win the house cup they never do but i keep rooting for them you know it's just it's a great place to be i freaking love hogwarts and i love the wizarding world it's just awesome yeah it is as um you know and everybody's harry potter experience is different and unique but at the end of the day we all just love it and it's awesome that we all get to you know, come on here, talk about it, share, you know, it, and like it's all impacted us in totally different ways, which is awesome and great. And it's still just such a beloved book series. And my gosh, man, you know, people have asked us before, when are you guys going to cover Harry Potter? I wish you started a Harry Potter podcast. Um, and it's like, OK, yeah. well, I guess the time is now. Right. I guess we're going right. to we're going right. to we're going to dive. We're going to dive into it now. Uh, we're going to be going through the books, the movies. Um, you know, there's more movies coming out. There's uh, potentially a. Uh, 
show, right? HBO yeah. Max yeah. Uh, show coming and a big video game coming down the pipe as well. So, um, yeah, it's going to be great to finally dive in and, and, and talk about it. Go through the books. Well, I, okay, here's the thing. So I often talk with my girlfriend about Harry Potter and just like things that are interesting in the series, things that I still think people I don't know that I'm sitting there going like, I don't know that anybody's ever talked about this. And I, I kind of want to like talk with Matt about it. I want to like share some of these things. Like there's things about the Dursleys that I want to mention, right? There's stuff about the Elder Wand we still need to talk about. I mean, we're going like Secrets of Dumbledore is a thing that's coming out. Like the Elder Wand's a big freaking deal, okay? Uh, wand lore is still interesting. I am just, there. there's there's so much. I, uh, Professor Lockhart, I still want to know, how's he doing? How, is, is he a lot? I hope is, he's is, okay. <laughs> I hope he's all right. I love him. I did too. I think he's great. I know he's one of these uh, characters. He just shows up and then he, right. then he does show up again at the very end. And uh, yeah, so uh, I guess we should say, uh, by the way, this is a reread. Uh, this is a reread yes. for us. Obviously going to be a reread for everybody else, but um, so, you know, there are obviously going to be potential spoilers for anybody who is listening here for the first time, but we're going to be doing it at sort of a, decent pace i would say we're gonna be doing it just depends on each book we plan on trying to do about seven episodes with the seventh episode being the movie it's obviously going to change for the final book since it has two movies um so some are going to be sort of shorter some will be longer but uh gonna be a pretty decent pace and i don't know that we will really dive too far into spoilers so you know you could probably yeah. I don't know. We'll just kind of get to keep it there. We're pretty usually pretty good. And uh, some of the other things we cover at kind of just sticking just to that sort of chapter without trying diving necessarily too far into um, into spoilers. So and, and if we do, Matt, I, we'll say it. We'll say ahead of time, like you got exactly. a thought on your mind. Uh, we're going to jump. You know, we're going to grab a port key. We're going to take off, uh, you know, and, and jump in the flu network, travel somewhere else and or everything. Right. Or, or, <laughs> Unless we're in Hogwarts, right? Unless well, I don't know. Are we well, talking about the movies? Or are we talking about the books? I don't know. <laughs> a little difference, right? Uh, yeah, exactly. And I think we like both. There's there's power in both. But um, what I thought would be kind of cool, okay? Because we've we we like this. We have our kind of our profiles pulled up. I thought we would just talk a little bit about you know who we are quickly before we dive into this first part one and just you know your wand your your house all that all that good stuff because you're gonna tell you're gonna be able to tell pretty quickly like whether <laughs> almost we couldn't tell anybody our houses and i think by the end of this first you know part people will be able to quickly figure out which house matt is in specifically matt uh wow, and, and then yeah. i'm sorry i'm sorry i i'm gonna throw a little like it it <laughs> I, i'll let you say which house you're in here in a second but i mean it's the one we all don't like. All right. So wow. <laughs> that might be that might be just a little unnecessary. No, I know. The um, I'll go first. Okay. Uh, yeah. I think I you can give me the screen share here. Uh-huh. Or yes, sir. click on it. Okay. So yeah, first of all, by the way, um man, I gotta say, I, I logged back into this many years ago, uh, probably about five years ago when it was still Pottermore, and now it is wizarding world but hey logged right in everything worked so it's pretty cool so some things have changed on it and now you're going to pick your favorites and i guess you get sort of a profile here so favorite character okay and we're probably about to lose half our listeners right here for me it's snake let's go and we can let's talk go. more about that as we dive into it but i i think he's sort of underrated i think he's overlooked i i just love alan rickman uh yeah. and so i think that plays a big a, a big part into it and I don't know why I've just always, always hey, been us. I've, I'm I've always been a Snape fan. 
I think it's fine. You know, Harry Potter was was a fan right at the very end. Okay, so I think it's fine, my friend. It's yes. it's cool. Interesting character. That's the whole thing, right? Is is he yeah. good? Is he bad? The whole series is about it, you know exactly. Uh, then you get your favorite spell, which I was going to pick Avada Kedavra, but they didn't have it, so oh, I picked Second Jeez. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, but, my yeah. God. So I picked Sectum Central. I mean, it's so cool. If Snape makes his own spells. It's part of the reason I like him, right? And then Harry yeah. uses it, and he's like, "Wow, this is pretty, pretty powerful." Uh, places to go. I picked Gringotts because I think it's cool, man. Yeah, they're hanging out. It's this big bank. It's got all these tunnels going through it, and it's just not. We go there. You know, it's one of the places we go to. We'll go to. Um, not in this episode, but in, in our next episode. And then we really go back at the end and it's like, wow, it's pretty crazy. Everything that's, that's going on there. And it's a wish. I, it's a place I wish that we had explored more mm-hmm. in, in, in the books. Um, yeah. Then you pick it, your beast and beings. I picked a dragon. I mean, as a dragon, what more do you want? It's they're super cool. Yeah. Hagrid wants one. Everyone wants one. Yeah. They're sort of cool. Now this, I have to say, in all honesty, who's your favorite Quidditch team? Um, I gotta say, I guess I, I don't know. I, 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 it's not the Quidditch teams. is not something I really paid a lot of attention to. I will right. dive into that. I will dig deeper. So I picked the foul mouth Falcons. It sounded cool. Yeah. sounds cool. But again, they, I'm, I'm sort of unfamiliar there. Then you get to objects and food wand. Obviously, obviously, I mean, how would you want, how would you, how could you want anything other than a wand? Yep. Yep. All right. I like it. Uh, okay. All right, friends. Let me click off here. By the way, you can join us over on YouTube. We have a, a video version of the podcast over there for you guys where we, we're going to clip up and stuff as well. So we'll put a link to that in the description. You can click on it and see the screen share, all that good stuff here. So uh, yeah. here we go. Let me share some of my favorites with you guys. So my favorite character, McGonagall. Professor McGonagall. Matt, I think she's like one of the most powerful Absolutely. witches in the whole thing like ever possible i think she's just awesome you know what i mean the stuff she can do in transfiguration and just the dueling with snape and some of the different things i just think she's super cool you had a cat named professor mcgonagall i did i used to have a cat a black cat named professor mcgonagall uh uh, may she rest in peace but i i love that cat. i love that cat man this was my i I, was professor or professor mcgonagall and she came over every time i said her name and i loved it i just it was so cool because when when I when I got that cat, like it reminded me a little bit of you know the opening chapter here, and then exactly. watching the movie, and I just thought, wow, that's 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 Professor McGonagall right there. So, uh, yeah, let me bounce back over here. Uh, next up, my spell of choice is Stupefy. It just sounds funny to me, and it's also just that mm-hmm. that classic stunning spell. And I'm like, let's go. Uh, places Ollivanders. Who doesn't like going to Ollivanders and? It's where you get your wand, right? It's it's where you go and the wand chooses the wizard, the whole experience. I just think it's it's such a cool um, scene in the movie. They do a really good job there. Right. John Hurt's lighting. Too, so. Oh, man, it was just so good. His voice and and Harry coming in there like, what is this all about? And I've been down to Universal and just the, the, the whole ceremony they have down there as well is really freaking cool. So all of Anders is just a whole experience. And uh, I, I think it's I think it's awesome. So uh, let's see beast or being i picked a nasal and i mentioned nasal whiskers being like a, a possible core for your wand i didn't know that until i started kind of looking into some of these things and i'm like let's go those are that's that's like hermione's um cat or whatever right i think it's a nasal technically a crookshanks but 
I might be wrong about that. Anyways, there's something special about that particular cat. Measles are cool. I think they're cool. Um, here we go. Next up, we have the Hollyhead Harpies for my Quidditch team. The only reason I chose this was, I believe, and I could be wrong, I think Slughorn uh, was what was a fan professor. Um, I think it's mentioned, gosh, I can't remember when, but it's an all-female Quidditch team. They played um, in the British and, and Irish Quidditch League. Yeah, so I think he said he had season tickets. Let me let me see here. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, there it is. So um, uh, one of the beaters was a member of the Slug Club at Hogwarts and gave Horace Slughorn free tickets to any game upon request. And I like Horace Slughorn. I've always thought he was an interesting choice to come in as potions master. Harry goes out and the whole thing. And so he mentions the Hollyhead Harpies, and I'm like, all right, that's 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 what I got. And to finish it all off for for me, I've just got the the object that I picked. Matt picked a wand. I picked Elder Wand. I think the choices were whatever wand. Yeah, so Elder Wand's where it's at, man. So cool. hey, it's it's the thing. Absolutely, that's why we're here. Is the Elder Wand, my friend? It's that's what we're here, and that's what we're ta- that's what we're talking about. Yeah. Um, also, we'll go a step further here. So uh, I am a Hufflepuff. In case I mentioned to try to slip that in there at the, at the beginning. So sorted. I, I was sorted years ago. The sorting hat, Matt, I put it on, and I kind of always knew, even that watching. And, yeah, I just have always known. I, I don't know. I found myself reading the books and watching the film saying things like, Diggory, 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 right? I mean, that's just who I was rooting for. I like I right. said. He's my guy. And, and also, I just feel like I kind of fit in uh, with, with, that, with that group. And so, yeah, powerful pup for me. Hey, there you go. LeBron James is Hufflepuff. Let's go. So, let's go. <laughs> All right. So Cedric Diggory, you know, I mean, there, right. there you go. And he's Batman. Edward Cullen. So that exactly. He's oh, Batman. sorry. You went with Batman. I went with Edward Cullen. What's going on? Hey, well, I mean, they're both kind of bat related, really. You know, Batman. <laughs> yeah, they are. And then he's a vampire. Yeah, vampire. And then, you know, it all, all kind of works. And then in Space Jam, where LeBron says he's a Hufflepuff, he when he goes to the DC world, he's Batman. So Batman, wow. it sounds to me like Batman's a Hufflepuff. Yeah, it does. Which does not seem correct. But yeah, he's but, the hardworking superhero. All right. But there, but there you go. So yeah. um, okay, as well. I think uh after that we can dive into the into the chapters. Do we have anything else we wanna uh I think I think I th- just in case you guys didn't pick up, I mentioned I think people are assuming they they know your house because I kind of did on you. Okay. Sorry. I'm a That's fine. I, ble- I thought I said that. I apologize. Yes. Yeah. Is, yes. It, I, am, I want. I, I want am. it to be clear up front. Okay. This is who you're dealing with. Well, you know what? We will. We don't. We don't necessarily get to it in this week's chapter, but in next week's or next chap, next episode, I should say. Yeah. Um. You know, Hagrid says Hagrid says some things that are incorrect about Slytherin, my friend. He says yeah. that nothing, nobody. He says nobody that's ever been bad came from you know anything other than Slytherin, and that is mm-hmm. not correct. Yeah. Okay. There's some, bad, there's some bad folks that come from even Gryffindor. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh-huh. Absolutely. So, <laughs> Absolutely. So we can say, and you know what? Merlin was a Slytherin. So there holy we go. smokes. Merlin's beard. Wow. There we, yeah, exactly. So wow. Right. So there we go. Okay. So let's go ahead and dive into it, my friend. Chapter one, basically where it all begins. Okay. The boy who lived. The Dursleys of Four Privet Drive live a perfectly normal life, 
together until one gray Tuesday in November of 1981. On his way to work that day, Vernon Dursley notices a stern-looking cat watching his house. He also sees people in the streets dressed in cloaks and whispering about the Potters. After watching the news and learning about sightings of shooting stars and owls, Vernon asks his wife Petunia about her sister, Lily Potter. Vernon goes to bed believing that if the Potters are involved in the strange things happening, it won't affect him. After midnight, Albus Dumbledore arrives and meets Professor McGonagall, who has transformed from her cat form. They discuss the events of the past night. Dumbledore confirms that Voldemort murdered James and Lily Potter, but was destroyed when he tried to kill their son, Harry. Hagrid arrives on a flying motorbike with a baby, Harry. Despite uh, despite um, protests from McGonagall, uh, Dumbledore leaves Harry on the doorstep of the Dursleys, who are Harry's only living relatives. Yeah, it's an interesting set up here thrust into the to, to this magical world uh that's well we don't know it's magical yet right i mean it's something's odd according to mr dursley and things just don't seem right we got owls flying around the weather's weird people wearing weird cloaks walking around talking about somebody named potter uh was it harold maybe, maybe i can remember the part where he's like wondering what was his nephew's name? Like, come on. They, they really right. disconnected. I mean, <laughs> they really, re- they, he is very, very, very disconnected. Yeah. I even like the, the phrase here. Early, okay. So very early on, right. Uh, you know, they're, they're setting up the stage that the, the, the Dursleys are sort of as, as distant from the wizarding world, which we will get into. They are like, not only are they sort of in compared to the wizarding world, normal or, muggle-ish if you want to call it that way but i would say that even in our world they are like very sort of you could almost use the word uptight i suppose right you know like the dursleys had everything they ever wanted but they also had a secret and their greatest fear was that somebody would discover it they didn't want uh you know they didn't think they could bear if anyone found out about the potters mrs potter was mrs dursley's sister but they hadn't met for several years in fact Miss, uh, Mrs. Dursley pretended she didn't have a sister because her sister was a good for nothing. Her sister and her good for nothing husband were as undursleyish as it was possible to be. Yeah, yeah, which is yeah, which is interesting. Okay, so here's just a quick. Uh, sorry, it's gonna be a little bit of a tangent, but I uh, they talk a lot about Petunia and and the oh sort of the taking care of the yard and, and being nosy and looking over the hedge to kind of see what's going on. I have a neighbor from at my dad's house across the way, swear to you that, and I've, I've talked to them about this and they both have laughed. They think it's hilarious and that it's actually not the first time they've gotten this, but they, they remind me in a good way of the Dursleys. The, the yard is pristine. They look similar. Like I got that similar kind of like, as they're described here in the books, one tall, shorter, you know, the hair, the, you know, all that good stuff. It is, it is literally hysterical. They're out there all the time. Just everything looks super good and tidy. My dad's always kind of comparing his yard to their yard. Like, well, I got to keep up with, and I would almost fill in the blank, the Dursleys. Yep. You got to keep up with them because uh, they're on it over there. That's the kind of people they are right in the neighborhood. Things have to look pristine. It's got to look well-kept and then nothing odd, right? We don't want to stand out. We don't want to be uh, weird or or whatever and the fact that petunia has a sister i mean what do you think when vernon finds out about that like what's he getting himself into exactly yeah i mean it, it is it is interesting that we you know don't really ever get to see that 
um, the sort of yeah, what well, imagine what what he yeah. would have thought, and right. you sort of I sort of wonder, you know, if I, it to me it, it seems like you know you go back to what are you wondering like what their sort of youth would have been like, mm-hmm. right? Because mm-hmm. I feel like I think you know potential you know obviously possible spoilers here towards the very 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 end so tune out out for a quick second obviously when that when you know when you get to sort of some of the stuff that happens in the final book right and we learn a little bit more about actually what she knows um it to me it makes it actually seem very much like a lot of this sort of sense of normality and everything and even even in the human world comes from him yeah and i feel like she you know, probably being slighted by her sister mm-hmm. would have been seeking that sort of like ultra normality type yeah. of type 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 of life. And so I think that's probably where that may have may have came from, because he yeah. seems even he seems like he's he's the one who kind of runs the show that way, to say to say the least. Yeah, no, that's that, that's that's actually I, I get that, because there was a moment when we were reading this when um, and we're talking about the first three chapters. I know we're just on chapter one here, but there's a moment in this batch of chapters where when the, the letter shows up, she's kind of like, what should we we do? Right. And it's almost like she could turn right there and say, this is exciting. Do we embrace this? Is this her now nephew who could go to Hogwarts? And this is like, you know, part of her family. And she's then kind of like, a, she, she's his aunt, but like motherly right. figure who has to be his guardian and send him off. Or does Vernon step in and say, no, we swore we put an end to this. We're not going to, to have anything to do with that community. And that's something we agreed to. It sounds like maybe they had a conversation and it wasn't always. Yeah. Like it, you're, I, yeah. Right. It could have gone I, a different I, way. Yeah, exactly. I do. I do think, I do think um, there def- certainly is the possibility that she might have been slightly, slightly more sort of open to it, feeling the sense of sort of need or whatever. Um, and he's the one who's like, "No, we'll st- we'll stamp we'll stamp this out." Which you know, I always try to sort of give people like the the benefit of the go doubt, ahead, right? I mean, and I mean that obviously does not. I mean, obviously they're total jerks, and what they're right, doing yeah. literally, what they're doing literally, would be looked into by like child services, like yeah. forcing a kid to live like under the steps. Uh, yeah, I mean, so yes, obviously they're total jerks, and that just <laughs> sort of is it. It it, it, yeah. it is what it is, and that I mean, you're talking about like, I don't, I don't, I don't know what the negligence or you know whatever. I mean, right? He would probably literally be removed from like, that house if the, if yeah. like that was yeah. So. Yes, what they're doing to him is not only sort of cruel, but it, like I would even say probably even unethical as it goes <laughs> as it goes to to sort of that level. Um, but at the same time, I mean, you, you I guess I could possibly see when they're when Harry shows up and it's like, what is what what do you do? Because you're ever and no matter what was explained to them in that moment, they would have no ideas how to sort of understand that and it would just seem scary and frightening yeah okay so here's the thing imagine a life where like the dursleys don't get harry potter and they just go about their lives i don't think people would look at them in the same way that they do it's because it's less about harry himself as a boy it's more about what he represents i think sometimes like that magical community and that oddness and that weirdness that they were so deathly afraid of and they wanted they wanted to just be normal and fit in and belong somewhere, right? 
uh, Petunia doesn't fit. She doesn't get to be air quote special and go off and, and, and do whatever. Uh, it's honestly, I almost started this whole, this whole podcast with, um, muggles and squibs matter. <laughs> yes. They matter. Like, like squibs are super kind of like put Mrs. Fig is awesome. Right. Uh, you know, now, now Filch is another yeah. thing, but like, like it, it's still, there's something she, she was close to that and she didn't have that gift or ability and feels inferior and then you know uh, so now you kind of cling on desperately like you're saying to to normalcy and then boom here comes harry potter uh not saying they handled it right at all but i'm just saying like i think also you'd find yourself in a situation where um and i just this is just such an easy comparison to me because you've seen it we've obviously seen it as well but any anything like if you can think about like superman right or i mean if you could really sort of look at i think any sort of comic that involves like a young kid learning their superpowers um uh how do you explain that when something happens right like we know obviously harry gets upset and then he'll end up using magic what like what do you what do you do if harry goes to school and he uses magic and not knowing not even knowing that that's what he's doing because he doesn't but you sort of know that he is using it and then things keep happening then eventually you know, people would start asking questions and asking questions and looking more. And then in a way, even as sort of twisted and cruel in the way they're doing it, I think to some level, they probably are trying to protect him. I mean, again, they're still totally super cruel and and not that, but I would say yeah, yeah. to some level, I obviously they they did at least keep him from sort of exposing what he potentially is capable of yeah yeah and i'm so hey i'm sorry i can't help but jump around in the series sometimes so sorry we're gonna that's do fine. this t- that's take a fine. Key and bounce around because i think about like uh tom riddle being in that freaking orphanage and and like when you're you remember the, the there's a whole part where in which he uh children got hurt because of his abilities yes. harry has abilities he's, most of the time he's running from bullies and jumping on on roofs and his hair is coming back you know uh every time they try to comb it it just does its own thing and then magically it comes back and all that kind of stuff but could it have been a lot worse maybe something happened when he was little and they're really trying to say oh my gosh this could be dangerous like who knows we don't get all those details mm-hmm. we just we just know that the jerseys are who they are and he's in, you know mr jersey's into drills and they like watching the news this like they're they're things to be normal and they're living with a secret a huge secret that there's a magical right. wizarding world and they don't want anyone on their road or anyone in their lives to know about this. And it's right. I wonder also how many, how many children, right. That we like, don't obviously we hear about Harry's sort of upbringing, but even kids who are, Hermione. Uh, you know, exactly. Like, you know, like what did, did Hermione do things as a kid that would have been magical that she didn't know. Right. Are you just, or so obviously there are, there are people who are, you know, first, you know, the yeah. first in their line that is able to use magic. Um, and so I wonder if, and it's never really explained or stated, but I wonder what would be the case of if somebody is to step in and sort of like say something, you know what I mean? Like does the ministry yeah, of magic, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I feel, I, feel, no, no, no. I mean, I feel like you would yeah. almost have to, because you yeah. still need to sort of, you would still need to sort of protect this because this wizarding this wizarding world that is a secret to everybody really even though you, sure. they, we do see them out in you know the the streets and stuff like that because obviously you know we know we know that that happens but 
so you know i i think i i sometimes think about that too is like i'm sure there were times where hermione got angry as a kid and mm -hmm. used magic without really realizing it um, but then i think there's probably some people who never use magic and, and then it's not until hogwarts says hey you should you should come to hogwarts wizarding school and then it's like wait what and then like how do they explain that to the to the parents i mean then somebody just shows up and like, oh, yeah, your kid can use magic. And then they would, of course, obviously have to show them magic and <laughs> say this is like a thing. So I think that's yeah. why most of it is is obviously going to be kids who are both, you know, you have your pure blooded. Right. I was waiting for you to say something. I am. I don't want to. You know, <laughs> I know. No, it's so funny. Matt totally skirted around the whole, uh, you know, first generation. Right. First exactly. generation. Uh <laughs> Named it well. Well, I mean, you know, it's kind of a derogatory term, really. I wouldn't use it. I know. I w I wasn't saying that. I just thought it was kind of interesting. I'm just grinning over here on the on the podcast. Uh, no, I think it's interesting though. You're right. Like, there's the underage. Um, you know, you can't you can't do magic underage. All the, all that kind of stuff. Even once they've learned it, and they've gone to Hogwarts. That's definitely uh, you know in, important. But as these things happen, you wonder they've got a department at the Ministry of Magic to go around and kind of manage these things for for a while. But if it's pretty obvious, you'd think there'd be a conversation with the parents. The parents are like, especially if like in Hermione's case, what are you going to do? Your kid can do magic and they've not been taught it. But to some degree, if they're angry, they can use it. I mean, Harry just gets angry. I know he's actually been to Hogwarts a little bit, but he blows up his aunt. Right. I mean, in this right. chapter, he's doing stuff like growing his hair back and jumping up on roofs and stuff. Right. So who knows what else what else he could do or, or other uh, Dean right. or, or Hermione or others who who grew up like this. Yeah. Yeah, and I know that it never really explores this, but I think I think a decent sort of comparison um, to that would be like X-Men, right? Like if you're familiar at all with if any yeah. people are listening are sort of familiar with the X-Men comics, right? The movies and everything uh, like that, too, where it's kind of like oftentimes you see these when they when they when they're doing the backstories on the characters is like they grow up as mutants and then they have powers and stuff like that. and They're always trying to hide them and stuff like that. But the the, the world knows that these mutants exist and so you don't certainly don't want to get labeled as one and stuff like that and then you have a professor professor xavier uh right who goes out and helps find these people and you know all of all of these things and i mean obviously x-men was written in like the 1960s and stuff like that so um i don't know that it's ever been stated but i mean a lot of it is sort of a little bit i guess in some way kind yeah. of uh com comparable i don't i don't know that if that was ever an inspiration for it or not yeah yeah, I think the point is it's it's all that's a good that's interesting. It's a it's a good connection. Um, it's just it's just interesting what the Dursleys have to deal with, and how again how they dealt with it is is not what we're talking about. It's just that what would you do? This is this boy's dropped in your in your lap, and he's doing things you don't understand, and no one else knows about wizards and the wizarding world. That's secret. It's a big freaking secret, and they've got to keep it, and they they know they have to keep it. So I just think it's something to to kind of think about. Yeah, um, I did. I want to jump to something that was, I thought, kind of funny in this in this mm -hmm. chapter In chapter this, one. Yeah. Yeah. In this first one. So when Mr. Drosley goes back and he's and he's talking about. Um, uh, let me see here. And finally, the bird watchers everywhere ha uh, have reported that he's watching the news, right? The, the, the yes. nation's owls have been behaving very unusually today. And uh, yeah, the experts that can explain why sudden change in their sleeping pattern. Right. Uh, the newscaster allowed himself a grin. Most mysterious. Now over to Jim McGuffin with the weather. <laughs> Jim McGuffin. Uh, going, uh, there's going to be more showers 
uh, of owls or are there going to be any more showers of owls tonight, Jim? Well, Ted said the weatherman. I don't know about that, but it's not only the owls that have been acting out today. Viewers as far apart as Kent, Yorkshire, uh, Dundee have been phoning in telling me that instead of rain, the rain that I promised yesterday, they've seen a downpour of shooting stars. Perhaps people have been celebrating uh, bonfire night early. It's not until next week, folks, but I can promise a wet night tonight. And I just thought it was interesting that I think that the, he says that a wet night coming tonight, and it's not. Like, he's wrong again. I just kind of wanted to point yes. out that I'm pretty sure the weatherman is wrong again. And I thought that was kind of funny because Dumbledore shows up and they mention the night that's not raining at all. So I'm like, okay, yeah. kind of funny. Yeah, I think in the movie, though, uh, yeah, uh, it looks like maybe it had been raining, but it's not. It's yeah, nothing. it's just okay. dark. So you, you don't you don't you don't really see. Good point. Though, though. It, it did look like it did look like it had been raining a little. little but it's know, also just dark. Street. And it's and it's also England where it rains literally all the time. So, right. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know that it does specifically say one point. So there is. A, yeah. So there is a moment um, before where um, Mr. Dursley, right, is is met by uh, a wizard. Right. Um, you know, sorry, he grunted at the, as the old tiny man stumbled and almost fell. It was a few uh, seconds before Mr. Dursley realized that the man was wearing a violet cloak. He didn't seem at all upset at being almost knocked to the ground. On the contrary, his face split into a wide smile. And he said in a squeaky voice that made passerbyers passerby, uh, stare. Don't be sorry, my dear sir, for nothing could upset me today. Rejoice for, you know, who has gone at last. Even muggles like yourself should be celebrating this happy, happy day. And I know this moment, this clearly this man is like in an overwhelming state of joy because obviously uh, Voldemort's gone. But, um, you know, it's like, how would, Ver how would, how would Vernon Dursley know who he's, who, at, who are at, at all at what he's talking about? Now, it's of course just foreshadowing as to what's coming, but it is just kind of interesting. It's like, he wouldn't know anything about, about what this guy's what this guy's talking about. Yeah, that is interesting, right? Um, and 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 also, hey, buddy, rain it in together. It's it's what McGonagall says later on. Like, look, the the Muggles are going to know something's up here. It's all over the news. Exactly. Like, get it together. All right. Look, I, the crazy thing is, it it's we the reader get this vibe, this feel. It's so weird to kind of think about this, but the night prior to this two nights, whatever you want to say, a week prior, Lord Voldemort is at his, like, or yeah, should, I, I, should I say he who must not be, I don't know what I'm supposed to say. No, nah, you can say it. I'm All not right, scared. I ain't, I ain't afraid. We got the elder one. Um, So, you know, it's like he's at the height of his power doing his thing. They've, they've got charms over at Godric's Hollow. They're trying to hide stuff. They're trying to hide people. There's a prophecy made. Like, the war is going on. And it's just crazy to think that when we start all of this, that had just been going on and it's awful. And so to see McGonagall and, and Dumbledore, you know, kind of um, interacting, talking about things, happy, but yet sad, knowing the details, the cost at which this great victory came. Uh, it's so bittersweet. You know, it's just, it's just a sad moment. Everyone is celebrating, right? Everyone is celebrating, but these two individuals and Hagrid and maybe a handful of others sort of know the intimate details here of, I mean, I guess it seems like the rumor is out that it was that Lily and James had been killed and their, their son had something to do with it because McGonagall says that, but just they're the ones overseeing his care and, and moving him to a safe location where Dumbledore understands the protection of blood and his family. And I just think it's just kind of us. It's just, I don't know. There's, 
there's like a it's, it's a cool start to this story, but at the same time, there's such a, a story before this. There's there's so much that went oh, on. Absolutely. And you're like, what was the day in and day out with Dumbledore at Hogwarts? The kids who are at Hogwarts right now, or like just prior to this, uh, I should say, that that year prior, what was their lives like when Voldemort was doing his thing in, yeah. in power? Crazy. Yeah. Well, maybe we'll get a movie about it at some point, right? God, I, I hope so. I, Right. I don't know that we're getting any more books about it, but certainly um, getting getting some more books. Okay, so here we go. Okay, so the rest of the chapter uh, is basically the conversation right between Hagrid, Dumbledore, and um, McGonagall uh, as they're standing there about to sort of drop Harry off, essentially, and decide to give it to. This is the this is the reason why we're doing it. You do have um, sort of you, you know, the sort of the interesting. Uh, back and forth between McGonagall and Dumbledore about, you know, Voldemort and McGonagall doesn't even want to say his name. Right. Mm -hmm. McGonagall uh, doesn't, 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 doesn't feel, doesn't feel right. Of course, yeah. to, you know, to say his name and we get this sort of, you know, who, which is interesting because we had somebody else say, you know, you know, who is dead. And then we get this sort of, Oh, you know, all right, Voldemort. Uh, and then she says, um, talking about, you know, you know, talking about like Dumbledore says, like, I've never seen any reason to be frightened by his name. Let's go. Yeah. And so immediately, go, immediately you also sort of with if you're, you know, you're reading this for the first time, you see this for the first time, you're like, all right, well, this Dumbledore guy is <laughs> pretty legit. <laughs> yeah, he ain't afraid. I mean, that's a great. That is a pretty powerful moment. Yeah. Like, right. And, and well, and then McGonagall, interesting uh, point there. She goes on to compliment him, right, and to really lift him up as headmaster and so on. And that uh, he's the he's the only one that uh, you know Voldemort was not, but that was that he was afraid of Dumbledore. Like Dumbledore is that one guy, and I think that's always been really cool. It's why I'm super excited about you know the secrets of Dumbledore and the whole backstory and everything leading up to his big moment and all of his discoveries and, and, and the, the wizarding war, war that we're going to see in, in that series, because Dumbledore is awesome. I mean, he does get, you know, power hungry. He's got his past, he's got a dark past. And, and we know there's, there's books written about him uh, and, and, and whatever, and his seeking of power after his, his parents die and so on. But it is just interesting that he is revered and, and he should be because he is your, your boy. Snape says it all the time. Dumbledore, he is a great wizard. He says that he's a great wizard, and he's right. Don't mess with him. Absolutely. Um, so we continue on a little bit here, and this is where they're talking about, like, you know, what actually happens, right? You know, everyone's saying the rumors and all of these things. So I mean, McGonagall doesn't know at this point that Lily and James Potter are dead. She's just heard the rumor. Yeah, she's just heard it. She's just heard it. I can't. Lillian James, I can't believe it. I didn't want to believe it. You know, are the rumors true? Dumbledore, Dumbledore reach out, pats her on the shoulder. I know, I know. Um, you know, they're saying they tried to kill the Potter, the Potter's son, Harry, but he couldn't. Um, so also in this moment, if Dumbledore, if she's, Professor McGonagall is really learning this for the first time. Like Dumbledore says, hey, obviously must have said, I need you to come meet me here at this sort of exact spot. So really, it seems like the only people he really wants to know is McGonagall and Hagrid. This is like yeah. a little circle of trust here. Right, right. Yeah, he does. And again, I think we find out later that um, 
that she is the you know deputy headmistress and she's kind of like your your second in command, which is which is pretty cool. And I think she does say, I don't know. I think it says at some point that she learned some of this too, because he does say, oh, something about su- seeing her there. Like, I'm not surprised yes. to see you here. Kind of like, like she learned it from Hagrid, I think, or something. I don't, I don't know. But regardless, like, actually, Matt, what I thought was interesting is that it almost seems like Dumbledore trust Hagrid more than he trusted McGonagall, which I'm sort of like, hold, 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 hold everything here. Just, just hold on a second. But I mean, I trust Hagrid too. I know you're critical. Well, sorry, I shouldn't, I shouldn't, uh, shouldn't say anything yet. We'll get to, to Hagrid's, um, part to play here later but yeah he so he says um for some reason uh, uh the sight of a cat seemed to amuse him he chuckled and muttered i should have known he found what he was looking for inside his pocket which is the uh, the illuminator right? yeah the illuminator where yeah he, he doesn't he pulls all the he pulls all the lights out um let me see fancy seeing you here professor mcgonagall so he so he actually so she's just there yeah she suspects yeah um Yes, so, uh, yeah, correct by that. Yes, I just wanted to make sure. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Every, everyone's out celebrating. Um, yeah, she she's like, I heard it. Uh, flocks of owls, shooting stars. Yeah, all that, all that good stuff. Let me scroll on down here. Um, where did she say that at? It was it was coming up here. Yeah, I, I suppose he really has gone. Dumbledore? Question mark. It certainly seems so. Said Dumbledore. We have much to be thankful for. Uh, would you care for a lemon drop? A what? A lemon drop. They're a kind of muggle sweet I'm rather fond of. Dumbledore, what is going on? Like, tell <laughs> tell McGonagall what's happening here. No, thank you. Um, as I say, even if you know who has gone, dear, uh, my dear professor, Shirley, right? And it goes on. They use the name and whatnot. Um, a lot of flattery back and forth here. It's it's on down here. I think it was. Yeah. After all, he's after all he's done, all the people he's killed, he couldn't kill a little boy. It's just uh, it's just astounding. And all of the things to stop him, but how in the name of heaven did Harry survive? We can only guess," said Dumbledore. "We may never know." Professor McGonagall pulled out uh, her handkerchief. Uh, she's she's dabbing her eyes, and uh, he he uh, Dumbledore gave a uh, great uh, sniff as he took a golden watch from his pocket and examined it. Again, he's waiting for Hagrid to show up here. I'm pretty sure it was Hagrid who who let right. this slip out. I'm sure it is too. You know, what's interesting. I'm, I'm just, I'm looking just a little bit further. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Obviously. Yeah. Correction. Yeah. So obviously McGonagall did not know uh, that he's doing it. So what is McGonagall doing there though? I mean, because she's like, I've been watching these people all day. Dumbledore doesn't know she's there unless maybe he does. And he's just sort of acting like he's surprised to find her there. Um, so what exactly was she doing there? Because she says, she's like, I've been watching these people all day. You can't mean to give them to these people. So is right. she just on that street per chance? No, I think I think she she tracked him down. She, so like it's it's I think Hagrid or again, I was trying to scroll and find that. But it's it's she determines that this is what's happening, that the rumor is true because she says it all like Lily and James have been killed and that the, it was something to do with the Potter boy. Well, how does she know that? Well, Dumbledore was there first with uh, with Hagrid. They get it all arranged she maybe shows up or it, 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 you know, hears about it. And then she's bouncing over to see, okay, who maybe Dumbledore says like the plan is to bring him here to Privet drive and put him with his aunt. So she's like, let me go check on this because she's kind of arguing. Should he, you know, they're the worst sort of muggles. Exactly. 
right? He could grow. He could grow up in our world as a legend. Yeah. Right. So then this. So then ultimately they just Haggard shows up on his motorcycle, and then you know we, they ultimately just end up, end up, end up leaving him here. So I guess a few questions before we move on to the next uh, chapter here. As one, of course, the obvious question was: This the right thing to do to leave to leave them to leave him with the Dursleys? And well, we we'll just start there, and then I'll move on to the second one afterwards. Was it the right thing? Well, I I mean, clearly Dumbledore knows a lot about magic. Good. I mean, Merlin's beard. He knows a lot about magic because the, the, the big thing here is that it, he understands. He says right here that he doesn't quite know. We can only guess as to why it was that Harry survived the boy who lived. But I think he knows. I think he has a suspicion. Normally, his suspicions or his guesses or uh, his ideas are are correct. Like he he ultimately kind of uh, figures out what's up, and and he he's right a lot a lot of times. So I feel like he understands the importance of family and 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 um, blood, and so he's it's his he can put there's magic in that and what Lily Potter did for Harry, and so the best place for him to go here is with a, they said it's his only family. I think if they had right. another option, they would have went somewhere else for sure, but. This is this is what this is all they all he had. And it's that powerful magic because they like it's still a question. Is he really gone? Did he really go? And uh, now that part, I think Dumbledore is sort of like it appears that way. He doesn't know about poor cruxes and so on, all that kind of stuff just yet. They're just fighting him. They th- they, Dumbledore just thinks I got to fight, you know, the Dark Lord, Voldemort. And now that he's gone, we, we see this whole backup plan kind of go into motion and and so Dumbledore is going to figure that out later but yeah it, it, to me it feels like this was his his play here was to protect Harry and also he didn't want him to grow up in this world where he would be famous and all that kind of stuff now if it wasn't for the protection piece I can see why people would say McGonagall just told you they're the worst sort of muggles and she cares and they're really bad and I think even after watching them for a year or two or a, a you know a, a check-in you might say maybe we should maybe he should go somewhere else but you know the other thing matt is that like if he wasn't a a, a wizard and he was just a, a regular muggle boy who would he go to probably would go to his aunt yeah you know so it's, it's kind of like that's that almost makes like the most sense if they don't want him then that's something he could go to the state or whatever but right i mean the the obvious other cha- the obvious other place he could go is to Sirius yeah oh my well but you know yeah it's shortly yeah I mean if Sirius doesn't you know go off and go crazy well you know the whole situation between him and Pettigrew happens but you're right yeah yeah but I mean but if that doesn't happen that he right now he could yeah that's a good point. So before all that happens, you know, it's it's again Hagrid is lent the flying motorcycle, right? Why aren't they talking to to wait? It was serious, I think. Hold on. Let me go back here. Some who the heck? Someone send us a freaking owl. Who told McGonagall? Anyway. Um yeah, but but anyways, I think Sirius could have been right. Uh someone that Harry was given over to if he's not rushing over yeah. to because right now there's he's still in good stand i mean he hasn't done anything uh you know he's he's still a friend and 
It's sort of like he knows who the secret keeper was and they understand who, who held the secret and he's going to go after that individual. But yeah, that's a good question though. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, Sirius even offers Sirius offers to take care of himself uh, as he was the chosen guardian in the event. However, Hagrid told him that Dumbledore had made arrangements to send him to his sisters. Jay-Z cow. And so Sirius wanted him. And then after that, Sirius, you know, goes right. down, goes down, a, goes down a very dark path. Um, and we'll see him again in book three. But theoretically could have, but Hagrid, or excuse me, uh, Dumbledore decided to go in a different direction. So my other question, though, is, is um, I, I think maybe perhaps one of the one of the other one of the other reasons that he doesn't want to do this. So it's sort of the he would grow up as a legend. Right. And he is trying to give him this normal life, because if you grow up as a sort of legend, how could it how could you ever sort of live up to it? Which ultimately, I don't know that it really changes anything, because when he does show up, everybody still kind of views him as this as this very special and everyone knows who he is and and all of that stuff. So I guess it does. I don't know that. It, but I guess your early years. Right. You wouldn't you wouldn't have that. Um, but also, if you do grow up in that world, perhaps people might start to become nervous or wary of you i think rumors could spread that wait a second this guy potentially killed voldemort is oh yeah he, how powerful is he is he too powerful i mean as yeah. a try as a as a as a as a as a newborn as a baby he kills he kills voldemort are we sure this guy isn't there isn't something dark with him or are we sure this exactly is, uh, that that's a good yeah. point that already happens first of all two things it does it, right yeah it, it it was Hagrid by the way I'm going back through here skimming just I want that was killing me right there it was Hagrid who told McGonagall she says yes um but it was uh it, yeah, it, like later on when he goes to Hogwarts absolutely that is uh, they're all worried about him also we go to the freaking zoo here and he speaks to snakes now yeah. if he's a, I mean if he's in the like like if he's out there with other wizards and witches they're going to point the finger and say, hey, hold on a second. Hey, buddy, like, something's up. Something's up, man. Like, mom, he was out in the garden speaking to this snake straight up, and it looked like he was sicking this snake on me. I mean, that could be trouble. That could be troublesome. I don't know. Is that enough to say that, you know, we, we got to send him to the Dursleys? I don't know. I I get, too, that the fame thing could, could have really been a an issue i think it's more about the protection on dumbledore's part because he clearly went ahead and and vetoed the the serious thing i didn't know that that's actually kind of um that's crazy when you think about serious's story and how how different that would have been if he would have just stayed with you know uh harry and then Pettigrew gets away and the whole thing that would have been kind of interesting but wow yeah. good question Okay, let's move to chapter two, The Vanishing Glass, where we are given glances at what Harry's life has been for the past 10 years. The Dursleys celebrate Dudley's 11th birthday with a trip to the zoo. The day goes awry when Harry inadvertently performs magic and releases a boa constrictor from its enclosure. Um, this is one of those scenes that's done in the movie. I think it's done really well. Uh, I think it sort of really sums this chapter up in about three to five minutes um if you if you just sort of sort of watch it uh, but yes obviously and this chapter is also incredibly short um to be yeah. uh you know incredibly interesting but there are there are certainly uh some few interesting things here right you know harry's having some dreams um you know he dreams 
of like he he dreams of um you, you know that he's the uh, scar he's trying he's, a, he's thinking about like the green light and he's wondering he's told it's a car crash a car yeah. crash a car crash right i mean like, freaking accurate i'm sorry but i've seen I've, I've seen the movie so many times but like it's ridiculous. It's it's, yeah, it's Harry has the dream about the Harry has the dream about the flying motorcycle, right? And yeah. then Mr. Dursley freaks out. He's like, motorcycles don't fly. Yeah. Right. Right. And um he's like, I know they don't. It was it was only a dream. But you would have to imagine that the Dursleys would know that there is a flying motorcycle. I mean, it I guess it depends yeah. really on how we don't really get the the interaction of what really went down when they when they drop him off. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Well, and they know that magic exists, so like it's not too because they don't know stretch because they don't. When in the in the fourth chapter, which we'll cover in our next episode, when Hagrid shows up, do they? It, they it makes it it makes it seem like well, it certainly makes it seem like Hagrid knows who they are, but mm-hmm. it doesn't to me appear that the Dursleys know who Hagrid is. Right. It's it's just that all they have is that letter that when Harry was falling asleep, like he he clutches the letter and um, he wakes up the next morning to Petunia screaming and woke him up because there's a boy uh, on the front stoop. But there's a letter from Dumbledore with all those instructions on it. So they know Dumbledore. Right. They've they've got a letter from him. Right. With instructions. And and he also knows Dumbledore knows about Lily Potter and, and understands Petunia was um, interested in coming to Hogwarts and that she knows this world. Had a sister. Do you go think they there. should have done more than a letter? I feel like they should have. Like, I feel like there should have been a sit down. It would have been a lot conference. different. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, like, come on, Dumbledore. He's a busy man. I get that, but like, yeah, we we need a sit down chat here. Uh, it actually could have gone a long way for for Petunia. That's a really good point. Like, it's still her sister. It's too. still her sister. It's still like it. It honestly, I think, and I know there's some stuff that's communicated in it. I think. Let me let me check. They're actually uh let me let me go look here real quick but i think there might have been a bit more actually and i don't remember exactly when it was if it was it wasn't that night um but yeah i mean it, it just you know what was that enough so your, your your point was that uh when when he shows up hagrid is sort of like yeah i mean they do know about it and they understand that when Harry brings up the dream or he brings up questions, that was the, the first rule, right? Which is like, do not question um, anything. Essentially, they don't they didn't like to answer any of his questions and they were kind of afraid for these topics right. of magic to come up. Anything that was doing something unnatural, they were very much out uh, on, on that. So, yeah. Now, what I wanted to bring up, too, was the idea that he kept seeing a I think there's a part where he is the green light. He kept seeing this green light and he, yes. he's associating it with the crash. It was, was one of the dreams that he has. So. Yeah. Um, let me see. You know, there's, uh, there's, there's sort of a handful of other things here too. We get a little bit about like, okay, you know, Harry's used to spiders because the cupboard under the stairs was full of them and that's where he slept. Um, it's then it kind of goes on to describe uh, Dudley a little bit. And so this chapter definitely makes sort of a, a comparison between how they, treat dudley compared to how they treat harry um you know the only thing that harry liked very much about his own appearance was a very thin scar on his forehead that was shaped like a bolt of lightning he had uh, he had it as long as he could remember 
And it's the first question he ever remembers asking his aunt Petunia is how he got it in the car crash where your parents died. She said, and don't ask questions. You know, don't ask questions was the first rule for a quiet life with the Dursleys. Uncle Vernon entered the kitchen, um, you know, and he tells him, comb your hair, right? And then it just kind of goes on uh, after that. And then ultimately we yeah, get to Dudley freaking out about how many presents he has. We know we're going to go to the zoo. Um, and then also they have to take Harry because they can't leave her with, they can't leave Harry with the neighbor, Mrs. Fig. She broke her leg, man. Broke her leg. God bless her. Uh, <laughs> I love I love Mrs. Fig, to be honest with you. I think there's something going on there. Uh, an informant for, for Dumbledore, if you will. But uh, yeah, so so that chapter, let me see. I thought I had um, something something else pulled up here too. Yeah, we could oh. phone Marge, but we she hates the boy. And so then we do meet we do meet Marge in the next book. So that's a cool little bit of foreshadowing. Well, yes. Yeah. 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 Uh, yep. A little a little cool connection for next book. Uh, what I thought. So I always try to, you know, the weatherman I thought was funny. I tried to pick something out of each of these chapters that I thought was kind of funny. Petunia and her bacon. Matt, I like a crispy bacon. I just want to say this. I want to burn the bacon. I just don't let the bacon burn. It, it hit me like a sledgehammer. And I wanted to back up and point that out real quick that I'm a foodie, Hufflepuff. So I had to make that connection for you guys. I like a nice crispy bacon. And so you're, you're more on like the medium. Well, you like the crunchy bacon. Oh, yeah. Major crunch like on a scale up. of one on a scale of one to ten with ten being like overcooked black, like un- inedible. Uh Okay, t- like so tens, t- tens, you can't eat it. It's it's super ten. Charred. Ten is inedible. It's too it's too charred. You left it in the oven eight, for an hour. Yeah, eight point five maybe for me. So about as close to that as you can get. Still edible, but as close as you can get. <laughs> like, See, I, like I go back, I go back and forth. Really, I can start as early as like a three. If it's chewy, throw it back in the pan. I'm just no, I'm not, fine with it. That's okay. Uh, I mean, it has uh, to be like cooked. It can't be like raw. <laughs> but I can start as early as a three and go all the way to eight point five. Yeah. Gosh, uh, that's good. We're, there's tons of food. I, I love the food references, though, there in the series. So I can't wait to kind of talk about those as, as they come up. But yeah, bacon. Yeah. There we go. Um, okay, so ultimately we end up going. We're going to have to go to the zoo. And we pick up uh, Piers Polkis. Man. Yeah. Yeah, I don't, Shout I don't out. believe I don't I don't believe I don't believe he, he goes with them um, in the in, in, in the movie. No, no, I don't I don't think so. Um yeah, so he's just there. He's just their friend, right? He's he's um, he's just there to, as as a companion. Rolls rolls with him. He's part of kind of um, Dudley's gang, right? A yes. Bit. One of his one of his buddies. Uh, Dudley's the big the big boss in that gang, if you will. So that's cool. You know, actually, I was wondering of, if I was wondering if Piers was, um, I was wondering if if Piers was one of the people who, uh, but he's not. We don't. We don't see. I was wondering if he was perhaps one of the people. You know, when when they get attacked and Harry has to save Dudley, and like the later, obviously much much later, uh, they're attacked in the, when they're attacked in the real world, and Harry has to save them. Oh yeah, yeah. Let me see here. Yeah, just what in '95. I'm just looking this up real quick. Um, yeah. yeah, during that summer, there's nothing. Just nothing. It says they're just roaming, bullying, bullying children. Yeah, yeah. I can't remember. They, I will say. I will say. By the way, it has been. Um, definitely oh, it's long, it's, long it's, it's, it's 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 definitely been a decade since I've reread the books. Since yeah. I, I I read it, I read it, I yeah read it, I read I read, I read the books twice. Um, but it's definitely been quite a long time. So just the movies. 
yeah. in more recent years. Also, it's, it's super funny too. Like we, Matt and I, um, our heads are in so many different books. They're in a 14 volume series of Wheel of Time, Heroes of the Horn, <laughs> uh, Game of Thrones. I'm over in Lord of the Rings. I mean, it's just, it's wild. So I love it because I actually enjoy bouncing around like that and and just getting into the different series and making the, the, the comparisons and uh, getting something different from each series. So this this for me is just it's so much fun to, to dive back in here and to remember some of these things and as you read back through you're just sort of like wow i we watch the movies so much that mm-hmm. the movieisms just get you and and to figure out the difference between them is is fascinating and we just you know are, are kind of excited to to jump in here and, and and really there's things matt and i've been having these conversations about we're, we're going to get into all that with snape and dumbledore and uh decision making and theories and there's still stuff to be to be theorized in this in this series i love it yeah um okay so really the the way this sort of this chapter really ends it is also a short chapter is just you know pretty iconic scene really uh we go to the zoo next thing we know harry's sort of talking um right the 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 snake Snake. winks snake winks at him then the snake gets out the glass you know can i tell you something here I recently was just in Germany um, with my Ravenclaw girlfriend. And let me tell you something. I We went to, I asked her, I said, can, is there like a zoo with an aquarium slash what do you call like where the reptiles are, all that kind of stuff. Uh, and there was. And she was like, let's go. We go there. Matt, the snakes were huge. I'm not a snake guy. And you're in there and you're like, you walk up to the building and you say, okay, I know inside of this building are tons of poisonous frogs and snakes and Ow. crazy things that could kill us. They're contained in a city. By God, I hope there's a magic enchantment keeping all of it contained because it's just it's radical. I was leaning up against a, a like a glass uh, window or like a like case with a snake behind me so she could get a picture. And I was just like, you know, don't do anything crazy, baby. Like, I mean, I don't want to fall through here and be sucked into the snake tank like it's just i don't know it just um i always liked going to to see those just after i read this now again that people have different varying thoughts on zoos and all that kind of stuff i understand that um but i go like when i go there now i think of this scene i think of harry in talking to the boa the wink bread and captivity get him out of there right it just it's Speaking, speaking in a different language, snake language. Right. And it is. Yeah. And it's super interesting because we come back to this, obviously, and then it is incredibly important. Right. Here first, it's just yes, sort it of is. like, oh, OK, that's kind of interesting. Oh, whatever, that's yeah. kind of cool. And then it just ends up being like, OK, wow, this is actually one of the most important things, which is one of the things I like as we get into the later books um, is it makes some of the events, like especially the end of Chamber of Secret, Secrets, which the first time you read it, you're like, OK, this is cool. It's whatever. And then a few books down the line, like, oh, my God, Chamber of Secrets is like it's huge deal huge. right it's huge yeah. deal um and so i've I always thought that was cool now uh, just sort of on a funny note here um in the movie right the this the snake just you know harry's like talking to it and then it's sort of like points and bread and cap- captivity whatever and then as it gets ready to leave it just says thanks but here it says brazil here i come thanks amigo well, <laughs> I, I mean couldn't I, we get that in the movie i want to hear, right. hear the snake th- say thanks amigo who, so, who who cut the dialogue for the snake how movie. did the snake? Hold on. How's here's the real, here's the real question. How did the snake know the word amigo? That's uh, a good question. At a zoo in England, he's been reading. Really, is <laughs> can somebody from England tell me if that's a that's if that's a common 
It's just in his cold blood, his man. Amigo, right? Maybe he, maybe he's heard it. Maybe he, but he was bred in captivity. Again, Matt, they're not even speaking. How does the snake know where Brazil is? First of all, how do we even know that Amigo, <laughs> like it's snake, it's parcel talk. It's a different language. You know, it's just, how did, how did we even know that that was the thing that, that, that he actually said? I don't know. So this, so at some point the snake saw a map or somebody yeah. like showed it a globe. And then also taught it the word amoeba, amigo. <laughs> it, it could have been visitors, right? Wearing shirts that said they're from Brazil and they called each other amigos. And this then is, like, this is, this is a deep seated Harry no Potter one. theory that no one is asking. And we need the answers by God. We How do. does this snake know where Brazil is having being bred in captivity and know the word amigo? I want to know. I, yeah, I don't know. Some Shoot us an email as what's the email. Uh, yeah, you guys can send us an owl, right, at elderwandpod at gmail.com. By the there way, on all the corrections, so this will be fun because I know we have a lot of avid Potter listeners and we want to oh, exactly. bring yeah. it on all of it. Send us those uh, owls where for corrections, things we got wrong, things we got right, things we overlooked, all of it, because we will do kind of a uh, response to those in the next uh, several parts as we get them. We kind of bulk record some stuff. So as we get them, we'll. We'll talk about them. Yeah. But. Um, okay. So let's go ahead and go into chapter three, the letters from no one. Uh, Dudley gets his new uniform and a letter arrives for Harry with uh, which Uncle Vernon destroys prompt uh, prompting a deluge of letters over the next few days. Uncle Vernon then attempts to outrun the delivery of the letters and eventually takes his family to an abandoned hut in the on an island in the ocean um so this chapter is again we see it we see it in the movie um goes pretty much pretty pretty much the same way it's just obviously bigger here in in the books but yeah they're they're starting to get letters here and we don't really get to see any of it right we don't really and then i think that's i think it is sort of a cool way to do it that it's okay when haggard comes in he kicks down the door in the next chapter when in our next episode we'll talk about that we get to learn more about okay wait wait this is what this letter is it's from hogwarts it's obviously very sort of interesting but this is you know a mad that we talked about this uh just a, a bit ago you were talking about them maybe sort of protecting harry the look that and like the, the imagine getting this letter yeah and you're this like is, you'd be you'd be shocked like oh my god right and it's so cool too i love how the the letter is described as, as very different from the bill or from the postcard it looks like it's something that would stand out that is odd i mean the dursleys would probably be embarrassed if this were even seen like they're probably embarrassed that the postman is even like or whoever well i guess it wasn't the postman right but i guess as he delivers something to their door and if that letter is there like is that gonna look odd right is that is that a little bit strange so it's a purple wax seal bearing a coat of arms, a lion, an eagle, a badger, and a snake surrounding a large letter H. So real cool. Just kind of cool detail there. Uh, getting our first sort of look at something from Hogwarts and this letter that's coming for Harry. It's, it's addressed to him. How? What do you think, Matt? How do you think they have the knowledge... I mean, is it is it the trace that, that like they know where where that he's under the cupboard? Who's been in there spying on the Dursleys? Right. Is that an yeah, invasion of, pro, pro, of privacy? It might be. 
Okay, <laughs> it, it 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 might be. But let me let me let me let me let me point something out here. Um, because this is interesting, and this is this is just really just one line, and it's never talked about ever, really ever again. And that is when September came, he would be going off to secondary school, and for the first time in his life, he wouldn't be with Dudley. So they um you know it's it sounds like Harry's Harry's gonna be sent off to sort of boarding school and he's not gonna be living with the with the Dursleys. Yeah. Is that a good idea? Especially after we we just saw something earlier this summer, because this is where Harry's punishment all comes from. Is obviously it seems like maybe he used magic and they clearly saw something something obviously weird happened and it seemed like they knew what it was or yeah. what it could potentially be. And now you're gonna go send him off. Is this right. a good I, idea? Yeah, I, I wonder too if they knew how much their protection and it mattered. could just I it yeah. could just sorry, I didn't mean to, it could just be the school system there and the way it, the way it works. I don't know. Yeah. I don't live in I don't live in England. I don't know if it's like you just go to public school and you come back. But let me tell you here in the States, it's K through 12, buddy. All right. We all go <laughs> okay, to yeah. I'm just kidding. There are other private schools. But um no, it's interesting. He so so uh Dudley gets to go to a private school, kind of that that uh smeltings right with his with his father, where his father went, and Harry's gonna go to essentially like the, the public school so i actually don't know if they go live there or if he would stay i know he's away from yeah. dudley I, I don't i don't really understand how that works you know if, is he out of the home yeah, yeah I mean, it says it says the local public school so maybe so maybe not so maybe harry wasn't going to be but still what's you know like i the protection and maybe someone can answer this question for us so, you know s- send us that out again to elder one pod at gmail.com like does the protection i know it's again something that's in harry's blood um we see at the end of this book you know what, what happens but like the decision to stay with the dursley it's like when he's walking around the neighborhood like how far i guess does does it go you know like the i don't you, you know what i'm saying like the protection matt i've always been a little right. confused on like is it the house they're living in, living with this. I don't really never quite understood that. So, but also again, it has been a few years since I've read the series, although I've read it numerous times. I, I love, um, I love it. I, and that's why I'm excited to go back through here and conjure up all the old, um, information. Yeah. So we're taking Dudley's old uniforms, right. And sort of dying it. So maybe that'll fit Harry to wear to his, his, his school. Right. Um, we, so yeah, we, pretty quickly move on from that and then the next thing we know is boom we get this letter it's a letter for harry mr yeah. h potter the cupboard under the stairs for privet drive um yeah well hey matt and here's the thing they say right uh petunia says and, and this she's looking at the address how could they possibly know where he sleeps watching spying might be following us muttered uncle uh vernon wildly but what should we do vernon should we write back tell them what we want what we uh, t- tell them we don't want you know like she's right whatever trying to figure this out they're trying to listen and stuff so yeah that's that's a that's an interesting conversation between those two now see right there that could that could honestly be i know it seems again these people are super cruel don't get me wrong and and then it goes on to we wanted to put an end to all this i mean if you you're the only thing you really know is that you're because the only thing you really know is, hey, your sister died, right, from this stuff. 
See, I, I think it's interesting. To, in, to, in some weird way, they, they, they might legitimately be trying to protect him from not having him go there. And again, I know, you know, when you're reading this for the first time, it, it's all just they sort of come across as jerks. But when he, once you've really kind of read, the, read it and to go back through again and sort of to try to view it, I think, with a little different light is like, maybe in some way they were trying to sort of sort of protect him. But then once he starts going, then they're just kind of jerks throughout the rest of the series, really. Uh, but at least sort of here initially, I think you can you can you can actually make some arguments for their sort of hesitance that you know to i can't go <laughs> yeah i i also love i can't wait for the for, for the house to start streaming in on us like, they like, are just how i straight up God. how could you not get it and it's like well i'm just you know hey we're trying to see that we're trying to see the light all right dumbledore tells he's always encouraging us to, to to see the light and things uh dumbledore does meet up with petunia later though and i i think he should have had that sit down many years earlier yes. i just want to mention that and now so actually so she says this right um, should we write back? Should we tell them we don't want and then is cut off? No, he said. No, we'll ignore it. If they don't get an answer, yes, that's best. We won't do anything. Petunia says, but, right? So she knows something's up. She knows that they're either going to keep sending stuff, they have magical abilities, right. or she was going to propose something different. Who knows? Right. As you said, it seems like this is Vernon's thing. He set this up like, no, we swore to this. They've obviously had a discussion about it prior to. Right. And what do you do? And, and think about this. Immediately, Harry and Dudley should know there's something really up here because he yells out at both of them. I mean, yeah. He yells out at even Dudley's get out. And then later he has yeah. Dudley go get the mail too, which is like, you know, something that almost never happened. And so it's like, because then they start arguing who's going to listen to the keyhole. We start going to start getting this, as you said. Um, Yes, you know, that's the best. I'm not having one in the house, Petunia. Didn't we swear when we took him in? We stamp out that dangerous nonsense. And so it's not mm -hmm. just, oh, it's just nonsense. It's dangerous nonsense. So, right, 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 right. Yeah, dangerous. Um, hmm. Yeah, I don't know, man. So, so it's, yeah, the, the owls keep coming, right? So the owls keep coming and, um, Vernon's Dudley's old room. Yeah. More, more frustrated. Uh, yeah, instantly. That was pretty, pretty funny, right? Normally, it was Aunt Petunia who came to his little cupboard, and now it's Vernon showing up for like the first time that he could remember to say, "Hey, you know what? We're gonna right. give you." A and then the letters come, and the letters change, and it's no longer the cupboard; it's the bedroom. Something's up. Magic. Something is up there, my friend. Uh, and then a funny scene here, which I, yeah. I, I don't think is in the movie. And I think it would have been right. Cause we see like, they keep coming. Then they come through the, then they come throughout the whole house or whatever. But the scene where Harry tries to sneak to go get it and he ends up stepping on, you know, yeah. Vernon's face like that would, that would have been funny. That would have been funny. Right. Right. Yep. Yep. So yeah, each day, different, different amounts, 12 then 24. And they just kind of keep doubling, right. Those, those letters uh, to the point where eventually it's just, it's too much. Right. And uh, let me see. I got the scene right here. He's got she held up a letter so they could read the green ink address. Mr. H. Potter, room 17, uh, Ravenview Hotel, Cokeworth. So they're moving around doing the thing. Harry made a grab for the letter, but Uncle Vernon knocked him, uh, knocked it out of his hand. The woman um, stared. I'll take them, said Vernon. Uh, standing up quickly and following her from the dining room. Wouldn't it be better to just go home, dear? Petunia says, so this is after they've left, right? He's basically like, we're out of here. And so hours later, yeah, 
it's it's a mess, man. Like uh, Dudley's even like, Daddy's gone mad, hasn't he? Right, that whole line coming into the movie is is great because he has. He's he's gone crazy. Right. I mean, is it later. is it harassment? Wow, wow. I um, who was sending these letters? Do you think they were just having like, why not just send another one? Why does it have to be so many? Right. Does this happen to Matt? Does this happen then, to other families? Yeah, and then let me ask another question here. Okay. Okay. <laughs> it's just, again, we're, you know, it's just kind of fun thinking about it like this. So we send him to the Dursley so that he can live a normal life. And we want to give him to their family because they, they'll, you know, regardless of the day, they're still his family. But then it's when the family decides they don't want him to go back into the wizarding world. Well, now they're jerks and we know what's best for him. So what you're just using these people to benefit you essentially. I mean, I know obviously there's a spell and all this other stuff, but I mean, you gotta, I mean, it's like, wait, so you gave us this kid that we now have to take care of and then you're going to take him away and we have to send him away and you're going to harass us to the point to where we, we don't, I mean, they get screwed over a little bit here. Wow. Just sort of in in their in in their in their defense. Just I mean, you know, just yeah. yeah. It is traumatic though, right? Because there is something that happens in these next couple chapters where Matt's sort of like, okay, there's a line. All right, there is a line <laughs> that gets crossed a little bit, right? Yeah. Wow. So, uh, I guess yeah. Let's let's uh, if you want to skip on down to Hagrid or like the birthday. So we yeah, that's that's kind of interesting. Yeah, Harry's Harry's one. So the end of they end up going to the right to the house, right? Uh, and it, I mean, Vernon's freaking out, man, as he is driving around. He's like trying to shake him off and stuff like that. Um, right. Remember when they're trying to start? So once they get, so they get like their little. Uh, it, it it was freezing in the boat, ICC spray. So they hire this boat. They're they're going to go across. The rain crept down their necks and a chilly wind whipping their face. Uh, after what seemed like hours, they reached the rock where Uncle Vernon, uh, slipping and sliding, led the way to the broken down house. The inside was horrible. It smelled strongly of seaweed. The wind whistled through the gaps in the wooden walls, and the fireplace was damp and empty. There were only two rooms. Uh, Uncle Vernon's rations turned out to be a bag of chips each uh, and four bananas. He tried to, <laughs> wow, a bag of chips and four bananas. That's, that's not bad, Matt. That's a snack uh, between football practice, right? That's... I guess, but how long do you guys plan on staying there? Just for, it sounds like, well, I guess you'd go to the grocery store or something, but it's like on an island. So we could, you could get the boat to get, they're going to fish. Back there, they are fishing. They are going to like, <laughs> okay. okay. Right. Uh, so he, tr he tried to start a fire, but the empty chip bags just smoked and, and shriveled up. Now that's an image, right? Imagine him burning up those, those bags trying terrible for the environment, by the way, don't do that. But, uh, yeah, could do with some of those letters now, huh? He said cheerfully. He's like happy thinking about it. Like he's so right. mad he can't start a fire. And um, we don't mean mad as in like angry. We mean like he's gone mad. Gone mad. Because to the point where he's, he's happy that he can't start a fire and he's happy thinking like not happy that he can't start the fire, but happy at the thought that boy, it'd be nice to have some of those letters <laughs> like that. So, so I mean, you know, he's trying to get away from them, but now he wants them to burn, you know, what right. the heck? crazy right so okay so it ends up you know th this chapter ends up sort of thinking uh going on harry keeps thinking about how it's his 11th birthday and you know it's you just only turn 11 once it's going to be sort of special um and then it happens boom and we hear somebody knocking at the door yeah yep pretty cool 
pretty cool kind of setup to this and and again we haven't even got to any of the the wizarding world stuff this is all just this is the longest i think batch where oh definitely with it's, the jerseys yeah. right that that big yeah. Which is good. It's a good setup because now we understand what Harry has to come back to. And that's that's right. the whole cycle of this that we're like, ah, oh, you get to the end. And it's like such a crazy, awesome ride and experience. And every year it's like, gosh, dang it. We yeah. got to go back to get. I think this is by far definitely this book takes the longest to get to Hogwarts. Um, well, maybe uh, I guess maybe to get into the wizarding world, I guess you could say, because yeah. Goblet of Fire's opening is pretty long, I think, to get to Hogwarts because you have to you go to stay with Ron and then you go to the Wizard Cup and a bunch of that stuff. So, yeah, 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 pretty cool. So, um, again, man, I don't know. That was that was, that was fun to kind of roll back through. Oh, that. Yeah. I, was, I was I was uh listening to I, I listened to the chapter a lot and I need to get the old books back out and actually get them because we're looking kind of on our screens at just you know some uh, pdfs or i think you've got the kindle version right over there mm -hmm. yeah. yeah and i have the audio audiobooks as well which are good yeah. i really like the audiobooks yeah. and if you have the kindle version and the audiobook you can listen to it at the same time and it'll if you just if you're like reading and then you go back and you want to listen to the audiobook it'll say hey you were here last time so that's always that's i gotta get i gotta that. do that because i'm a big audiobook person and it's it's great yeah, have, yeah. I, I highly encourage getting both. And there's really cool things about the Kindle version um, where if like a lot of people really highlight something, it'll show you and it'll say like, oh, like X amount of people highlighted this. Um, like, for example, in the second chapter, um, you know, 8,000 people have highlighted the Harry was used to spiders because the cupboard under the stairs was full of them and that's where he slept. Um, so you can, it'll show you how many people have, have highlighted it. So I think, I think it's cool, but, uh, yeah, you know, I, I read, this is, this is actually honest to God. I don't really, I actually don't really do well reading. Um, I do much, much better with audiobooks. Yeah. Um, but just sort of reading, reading, this is honest. I honestly, I think one of the only book series I've actually ever read, like start to finish. It's like yeah. this and Nar this and Narnia. Yeah, man. I'd be, I, I remember. I don't remember which book. I thought it was the last book that you were. No, on. I was on. I was blitzing through book. So I had read. Um, yeah, I read the first book. It took me because I got into it late. The movies were. Yeah, I yeah. think. I think when I read it, um, uh, I think Half Blood Prince was coming out. Okay, was when I was when I first read it. I had seen the first movie a bunch of times. Yeah. Um, when it sort of first came out, like on VHS, right? Yeah, uh, let's go. <laughs> let's go. Um, and then I didn't really watch any of the other stuff. And I remember everyone was reading it. So I started reading it when the movie of Half-Blood Prince was coming out. And I the, the first book I read, it took me a little while to sort of get through it. Just didn't get into it. The second book I read in a day because I just had it like a Saturday. I was like, all right, well, I'll just read it. And I literally read it in a day. And it's a shorter, mm -hmm. it's, it's a shorter book. The third one was where I got like hooked. Yeah. Prisoner, Prisoner of Azkaban is where I like got like locked in. I just and I and I just blitzed through the end. I yeah. read I pretty much like um, Deathly Hollows for me was like a marathon. Yeah. I mean, I was I like I literally could not like stop reading it. I, I can't remember which one it was when I came, I was out there to visit you and you were it was, reading. It was as it was Prisoners of Azkaban it was what oh, I was, was what I was in. Oh, yeah. okay, 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 okay. And then I moved into Goblet of Fire. I think, yeah, you would come out to visit me, and I, I yeah, was, I was just finishing that and going. And then afterwards, yeah. yeah, I knew, I knew you had told me later, like you just uh, blitzing through them. I thought it was, oh, that was awesome. Yeah. So I here's a quick, a quick backup. Um, I, 
I read book one in secret, my friend. I know. Matt, Matt probably, so, okay, I was, so my middle school was was all going to go uh, to See watch you. the movie. And my mom, oh my, Mm-mm, Matt. Ain't no, going to happen. Ain't going to happen. <laughs> there's, there's, there's a boy speaking to snakes in this yep. book. Now, actually, it's really not what she knew. She didn't know anything about it. She always wanted to read right. something first, and it was new. Ezra, right. Ezra and I, Ezra and I both grew up in very sort of religiously strong yeah. households. My mom was the same way. No way. It's no witchcraft. way. It's evil. Right oh, no. now, my mom. Now my mom's seen all the movies a hundred times. She's like, "Oh, they're great. I love them." And it's like, "Oh, okay." She, you know? And my mom too. She watched those. She thought <laughs> they were great. But until but they when it was first their... coming out, it was right. Yeah, there was definitely a stigma about it. That a you got to get that you know, stamp people... of approval. I remember that being right. a thing. I was sitting out in the hallway while the other students like did their Harry Potter stuff, and then I couldn't go watch it. I was that odd kid who right. who couldn't do it, and my mom didn't care. She did not care. She's right. like, not until I read it or figure out what it is. No way. You know, you also got to remember, it's so Fine. it's so weird thinking about where we're at now, too, with like with social media and everything, where it's just you can sort of like do the re- and you can Google things at, at the palm of your hand to sort of sure. see. At that yeah. point, you just see the news. And they're saying, oh, man, there's all this stuff going on. And then the next thing you know, it's like, OK, no, because that's all they see is what the news right. says. They don't know. They don't know. Well, anything else. and the thing is, actually, I remember um, at our high school and in, in our um, yeah, I think it was. Yeah, it was our high, it was high school years different groups started to emerge people who were into mm-hmm. researching stuff about uh spirituality witchcraft and things of that nature right. so you know it was a thing around our town and and stuff and, and parents worry about what their kids i mean we read some of the classics at high school I, i'm a teacher and right. uh we we read i'm in you know in our english classes we get letters all the time from people saying my kid's not going to read that book so yeah you know but i remember i mean I, I remember it's it's so weird too for people who are getting into it now and like sort of you know you know, because we obviously cover different different things, and you know, we like one of the things we cover is Star Wars, and so it's always so. Anytime we get to hear anybody who was there in the seventies, like you don't understand the hype. So with Harry Potter is really, you know, is one of the things. It's like, man, I remember when those books were coming out. It's like I don't know, and I was actually having this conversation with one of our good friends, um, Sir Jimmy, as as we call him. He runs yeah. he runs at YouTube, uh, the Fantasy Network. He reviews fantasy books. And we were sort of having this debate and I was actually, we were arguing about the greatest authors sort of of our time and I, uh, fantasy authors. And we're talking about, you know, George R. R. Martin and, you know, uh, Brandon Sanderson and all these things. And right. I said, I was, I was like, I don't know, man, I can make the argument. I was like, in terms of impact, it's like, I do not ever, I cannot ever remember in my life a time in which people lined up at midnight to buy yeah. a book. Yeah. To buy a book. I know. I mean, this I was is there before. This is obviously before yeah. Kindles and things like that. But even before that, I do not ever. I mean, the, the like the lines to buy the midnight release. I mean, you think like midnight release for video games like that definitely happens. Everyone, you know, now the thing obviously is to go watch the movies at midnight. But has there ever been another scenario in which you're talking mass amount of people at midnight to get a book? I remember the deathly hollows. We were in high school and people skipped school because they were getting Harry Potter. I mean, never ever in my life have I ever seen anything like that for a book ever. Yeah. Yeah. It it, it was wild. And at that time I had started to just kind of, I was, you know, secretly read. And then once we, once the movie came out and stuff like that, I was able to get in there and, 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 and read some and it was okay. And I got into high school and I was like, I'm doing my, I'm doing what I want to do. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. You know, 
But I remember that being such a thing when uh, Half Blood Prince came out, and then and then Death, as I said, Deathly Hallows. I was like, everyone was lining up, and it was like, who are you going with? Like, where where are you going to go get it at? Do you did you? Uh, it was just crazy. I thought it was insane. It was it was crazy. Never for a book. I I honest uh -huh. to God cannot think. I don't know if there ever has been. I mean, that was the hype surrounding it was was crazy. Right. So I think it's yeah. It it is really it, it been an impactful thing. You've got awesome. The movies are awesome, right? They are. Yeah, they're, they're actually good. they're great. Like the crazy, we talk a lot about um, the Lord of the Rings movies and that Lord of the Rings series and stuff. But Matt, right? Those movies. So the Lord of the Rings book, the series comes out years ago. The like like right. Tolkien wrote, wrote the Hobbit in what nineteen thirty something. Right. I don't even know. And so then films come out way 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 later. That thing had a fandom already built up for it. So yes, yeah. the films are amazing for Lord of the Rings. They're one of like you've you've often said probably the best trilogy. Right ever done but when you look at the harry potter films coming out along with this there's a pressure at the same time yeah yeah to, to finish this series she does yeah. and it's also a really really good batch of movies we love exactly. the cast like it's yeah. the the yeah. writing the screenwriting all oh, it's just so freaking good yeah it's great it's absolutely great you know what it is and i think we should continue i think we should continue this conversation uh because i think we're both hyped about it in our extended edition yeah yes we should yeah we have a couple things we want to talk about in there so we'll continue the hype over there uh basically friends if you're on apple podcast uh you can dive in there basically you just gotta look at the subscribe button to subscribe to apple podcast and you can check out the extra episode where we're gonna have sort of uh that's where we bring on different folks we talk to them right. we also do some different topics we're going to talk about the secrets of dumbledore really cool stuff but we'll do that in between each of these as uh as you know just an extra episode that you guys can can uh, gain access to and it helps matt and i and all of our podcasting sort of endeavors right. with the show and all that good stuff we you get access i believe matt to all of the other stuff yes. that we do yeah so apple exactly podcast. so yeah you, yeah there'll be apple podcast we'll have a patreon um but if you go the apple podcast route you get access to the ex extra content actually from our other shows as well hyperspace hangout a star wars podcast bend the knee a song of ice and fire Game of Thrones, upcoming House of Dragons content, um, Wheel of Time content, which a TV show is coming out for it uh, here, you know, uh, here shortly. So, yeah, you, uh, if you go that route, it's super cool as well. And we'll have some other uh, as we roll it out on Patreon uh, tiers as well, if you want to go that route as well. So, but yeah, we'll definitely continue that over on our extended edition. So, with that, this has been great. First episode, super excited, man. I love diving back into this, and uh, we're just going to keep it running because we're having a lot of fun here. So, um just remember with part two coming up we'll be diving in to you know some more chapters here so we want to thank you for using the flu to hang out with us in our next episode we will be discussing sorcerer stone or philosopher stone for those of you in uh europe right which will be part <laughs> yeah. two chapters four through six absolutely if, if you like our podcast don't forget to subscribe like us write a review leave us a comment or send us that owl at elderwandpod at gmail.com we will see you soon and remember to have wands at the ready
say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.